We hear of collaboration, but are you familiar with joint venture partnerships? Podcasting is such a fabulous foot in the door to creating amazing joint ventures that help you grow your podcast, create revenue streams, and grow your business and have bigger impact on the world. I chat today with business strategist Marie Mack, who helps you scale your business using joint venture partnerships. So we're going to learn how to create them, what different types of opportunities you can take advantage of, and of course, mistakes you want to avoid. So let's take a listen. So, hey, welcome to the Leverage Your Podcast Show. I'm your host, Lindsay Phillips of smoothbusinesspodcasting.com. My goal is to help you leverage podcasting to skyrocket your visibility, authority, and business by sharing insider secrets from podcast industry experts, including myself, who have created a successful business through podcasting. So let's dive in. Everyone, and today we are going to be talking about joint ventures, collaboration, Um, I think it's such a big part of podcasting is taking advantage of those relationships. So I've chatted with Marie Mack before in the past, and she is the mastermind of joint ventures and joint venture partnerships. And she runs them for other people. I'm like, you are amazing. I didn't even (laughs) know people could do that for you. Oh, yes, yes. Well, I'm thankful for you because every time we chat, it's like such a great conversation, right? Like we're not even, we're, we've got so many synergies out there and it's just fantastic. So thankful to be here. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, you used a really good word and that's synergy. And I feel like, you know, you have a guest on your podcast or you're guesting on someone else's show, which is a fabulous opportunity but sometimes there is that synergy between the two of you to be able to like capitalize and foster and grow. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I think the word collaboration comes to mind all the time, but I don't often hear the word joint venture used where it comes to podcasting. So can you maybe expand on that term and just kind of like what it means so that people see what is available to them? Yeah, that's a, I get this question a lot because some people, when they think of joint ventures, they think of like big corporate companies and they're kind of like Coke and McDonald's or like a joint venture or whatever. Um, And it seems very daunting, right? It seems kind of overwhelming. Um, In my world, I work online. I work with online business owners. Mm -hmm. I work with entrepreneurs. I work with people who might start as solopreneurs or have small teams. So it's kind of like this little micro business, we'll say. And joint ventures are still very much so a part of that world. Um, The way that I like to define it is it's a relationship where we agree to support each other in some sort of visibility. Um, Mm -hmm. Visibility is kind of the idea. Collaboration is the same kind of word. If you think Mm -hmm. about, you know, how does this all work together? But I think when you put a, something like joint venture to that partnership, it means that we agree to work together to do this. Um, and there's some other definitions, I think, out there. But in my world, it's just about creating good relationships and agreeing to support each other. Does that help? Totally. And I think yeah. it's like uh, the agreement part is there. It's like, OK, what are you going to do and what am I going to do? to create mm-hmm. some kind of win-win situation, whether it's like a short-term one-time thing 
or like an ongoing thing. Um, can you kind of paint a picture of like, what are some examples that we could work on yeah. with other people? Absolutely. So obviously podcast guesting is a great joint venture, right? Like it's a great relationship building start. Um, right now, you know, I'm a guest on your podcast. That means the people that are listening to this can know a little bit about me. And that's a great introduction. Um, it's very easy ask. It's a very like, Hey, let's have a relationship there. Um, but some other things that are out there, like we have affiliate partnerships, which is a little bit different, um, than it's sort of, it's still that collaboration. It's still that win-win for either side, but the agreement there is, um, I'll promote your stuff and you'll give me a commission based on right. whatever kind of things. Um, some other really great partnerships is if you have a podcast, but then maybe you're going to go and you have a launch, you're going to launch a program or you're going to launch um, your next service out there. Um, I can be somebody that supports that launch. And in return, my request might be, oh, I have a launch coming up. Right. Um, launching a program, launching a course, launching a service. Can you help support that? And support is usually just letting your community know that something else is happening with a collaborative partner. Um, yeah. for, for me, it's all about relationships, really. I think that um, if I have to get on like a mini JV joint venture soapbox is that uh, the online world, people who are receiving our emails, the community out there, they can kind of read through the BS that's been happening for years, right? If you open an email and somebody's really salesy, it doesn't feel quite right. So in joint venture relationships, we're able to create good long-term relationships as opposed to, hey, I'm just going to send out for you and you give me 50% commission and like the relationship's over. Yeah. Um, I like developing these long peaceful, good relationships for the community base. Like I want your community to know a little bit more about how this can benefit them. Um, and in return, I'll share with my community why podcasting is a really great way to go. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it, it's, I think it's more intentional. And I think it's also a really good way that the community feels intertwined with some other business that complements a service that I don't do. Um, so like, I don't do podcasting. I don't have it in, yeah. in my wants to do it. Um, but I like to be able to align with people that do because my audience might really like that. So I hope that helps. Yeah. And I think you touched upon something that is important is that you have to think about your community and what they want versus doing something for the sake of doing something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because absolutely. It feels like imagine them getting an email about, I don't know, like if I emailed my list about nutritional products, they'd be like, Wait, right. What? What, <laughs> like, what is happening? Yeah. Like that's not usually what Lindsay sends. Um, right. You well, know, and when I think about the wins, it's, it's on there, the three, the three part win, 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 win. The first win has to be both communities. Mm -hmm. Like, it has to be, it has to make sense that you put something in front of your community first, because we have to think about those people in yes. business. They'll read through that BS. And the second win is for your partner. So, okay, how does this benefit that person and their relationship? And the third win is for me as a host. So if we think about, I always put the community, the partner, then the, and then the host itself. So when you think about that and you're 
you're taking into consideration the type of relationships that you're spending your time on. Yeah. It's organic and it's easy for your community to say like, oh yeah, like nutritional things don't make sense, but talking about joint venture partnerships yeah. probably does. So it makes it a lot easier to, to share too. Totally. And I think too, like, and I've even done this with my clients is like, they have email copy, right? That's from the other person, but they'll tweak it to be like, Hey, I was chatting with my friend Marie the other day and we were talking about this and I thought it would be useful for you and whatever. Mm -hmm. So if you make it feel more natural and from your voice and in a perspective of like, here's why I think it makes sense for you. Um, I, I think that totally makes way more sense than just plug and play and send it out. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And that's where like the joint venture side of things comes in. It's about the two of us as joint venture partners coming together and saying, this is a really great idea, mm -hmm. making the best decision for the people that are going to see it. And then tweaking it to say, you know, Lindsay has something amazing happening. Um, I would do my list a disservice if I don't share this with them, yeah, like yeah. putting it back in front of them because people who have said yes to your email list specifically or your social media, um, that's a big deal. I, I think it's a big deal that they, they can choose to be there. They can yeah. choose to leave. And if they are opening your emails, I think it's just in a really great space that you put something in front of them um, that's beneficial for them opening that email. Like they can open anybody's email, but they're choosing to open yours. Yeah. So um, that's why the joint venture side, it takes a little bit of extra time. It takes some due diligence to mm. um, create a really healthy relationship there and successfully put together a partnership. Um because you really have to have a conversation. Like when you and I met and we got on a call, it was to decide if it was the best fit for us to do a joint venture yeah. partnership. And we took that time to put it on the calendar, to get on the call, to have the conversation, to make a good choice. Um, and it seems like it's a lot of steps, but the biggest thing for me, and I think anybody else is that are we going to put something that's useful in front of the community? Yeah. And that's what makes really successful things happen um, inside of online partnerships. So I agree. And it's funny, like in the past, I always shied away from like collaboration type calls. Like they just made me feel uncomfortable. I don't know what it was, but <laughs> I've like opened up to it in the past, um, you know, six to eight months. And I've had so many I would call them collaboration chats or whatever, right? because it's like, I, a, I want to get to know you in general, but like to know, like, who is your avatar? Like, and what are your goals and what do you, what are your services? And same with you with mine, right? It's like, okay, that will work. This may not, we don't know all the answers of how we could potentially work together or, you know, help each other out. But it's just having that honest conversation of like, maybe this will work. Maybe it won't. What about this? What about that? And kind of getting to know each other. And it's like, yeah, I, before I had this idea in my head where I like, I had to have a plan and the answers before, right. but you totally don't. Yeah. You really, you really don't. I've had, I had several calls today, you know, it's, you know, getting back into kind of the beginning of the week and things. And, um, I had several calls today and I, I told each one of them, like I looked up a little bit about you. Yeah. I did my outside homework, but at the end of the day, I'm coming open-minded as long yeah. as we're looking at peaceful, good visibility and the community is our main focus. Uh, I'm good with it. I, I'll say that there are people out there who are like 
sell a million dollars in five seconds or something. And it just seems a little pushy. Um, you can kind of catch those people before you even email them. If you take some time to do some good prospecting, that's kind of one of the big things about um, my work and, and how I like to support clients is like doing that extra homework before you even ask for a call. Um, it It's, I mean, if we are going to take the time because everybody's time is, you know, valuable, right? If we're going to take the time to get on a call, I want to make sure that I have done all of my homework to know that this is going to be a beneficial call as much as I possibly can and and not waste anybody's time. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, that's a big part that you can make a good, successful relationship happen just by doing your homework. Or in my world, you know, I have a VA that does that. I have a, I've trained them to be able to um, look for certain people, invite certain people to get onto my calendar and then vet those people. If it seems like it's a little bit, it's a little off at the end of the day, if I get on a call with somebody and I'm like, I'm really not sure if this is going to work or not. Can I be open-minded that that person might be able to introduce me to somebody or do they, do they have a friend who's looking for a service? Like getting on a call is like a big deal, right? It is to me anyway. And I take it as a, a sign of a good friendship and a good relationship online. So, yeah, I love that. And it's funny because everyone always talks about like the podcast green room, like what you talk about before the interview and after the interview and like, you know, asking the question, like, how can I help you? But that Mm -hmm. question, it feels weird to me, but it's like, what is the right way to communicate with the guest or the host or the other person to even open up that conversation because it can feel super awkward. Yeah. Well, and I think that um, the green room is a place where you can have this conversation. How can you support each other? Um, Is that kind of what we're asking? Yeah. And just like how to even figure out like how to start the conversation, right? Like, hey, I know you do this stuff. Like, how can we work together? Like, it just feels too salesy to say that. Like, is there a right and wrong way, I guess, Mm -hmm. to uh, open up that conversation? Yeah, I don't think there's a right or wrong way. I know for me, when I come into a conversation, I'm I know I'm looking at a a synergy kind of way. So I want to know about target market. I want to know, like, who are the people you're looking for? Who are your who's your avatar? And and once you get the avatar it's like, okay, we can make something work. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you are looking for health professionals who own gyms in Southwest Asia, for example, something really outside of random for me, my people are online business owners, coaches and consultants and speakers. So right away, I would be like, I'm going to be open-minded, but I don't know this is going to work, you know? Um, So it's pretty easy to kind of start the conversation just to say like, who do you serve and how does it work? And, um, and I think when you are interested in other people, you, you come into a space of a relationship where you're asking questions and you're listening. Um, It allows you to create a really holistic. So uh, almost all of my calls, I Tell me about your target market and your avatar and how you like to serve your clients. I want to get that information first. um, And then I'll add on like, okay, this is who I have. And this is why I think this is beneficial. Or I say, you know, I have this and it seems a little off to me. Can you see a way that it connects? If it, Mm. if there's a disconnect between it, it's okay as well. 
Um, it's better to be honest on the call than to put something again in front of the community. That's like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, so I think naturally just open up conversations. Like who's your target market? Who's your avatar? I love that. People, people know that about their yeah. business and they want to share it without it being like, how can I support you? You know? So no, that's a great idea. I love that. And I think to asking those kinds of questions, just to get to know them, their business, their goals, Mm-hmm. makes it easier. And it just kind of like provides that natural segue to be like, Hey, I think your audience has, and my audience has a lot in common. I wonder like, yeah, how we can help each other. So you, I remember we chatted about this and you gave a couple of ideas that I was like, Oh, I never even thought about that. <laughs> and you said like a lead magnet swap. And I mm-hmm. honestly have never thought of doing that. Can you kind of, it's such a good idea. Yeah. So a lead magnet swap, um, an online business world just allows us to um, share something paid in front of my community. I think when I am introducing new people to my audience, I don't necessarily want to go in and be like, and buy this five ninety seven yeah. offer, or buy this $2,000 offer. But I can say, hey, Lindsay has some really cool stuff. Um, she's put together something free for you just to learn more about her. Um and I can easily suggest that because I'm yeah. not re- asking them to pay anything. And then same thing from my side. Great. I have this lead magnet. Can you introduce your team, your community to our work? Yeah. And what that does with the lead magnet swap is allows us to kind of cross pollinate leads and then naturally in email marketing anyway. And I think in most um, different spaces that people choose to hang out, you get to nurture those people because mm. they know more about you. Um, So lead magnet swap is a super easy ask. And I think for the, again, I go back to how does this benefit the community for the community? They can choose or not choose, and they can choose to stay on the email list or not. But at the very least as a joint venture partner, I've done my job to introduce them to something that could be beneficial. Yeah. Um, And I would, again, I go back to what I do these people a disservice if they didn't know about this partner, probably, I don't, you know, I don't know what all of their lives are or what's going on, but something that I've put in front of them is going to resonate. And it might be the exact same time that they need to hear it or they need this. And so I think, um, a lead magnet is just a really easy way to introduce people without any pressure. I agree. And it's like, when I get emails, it's like, Hey, here's a, a, a resource that a friend of mine has. I'd be like, sweet. Like, I don't think anything of it. I'm like, it right. either fits me right now or it doesn't. Um, what right. other kind of art? Like, I know there's like giveaways. There's like a million different ways you can work with someone. Um, mm-hmm. you kind of give us a quick down a dirty list. Yeah. So joint venturing again, can go into anything. I usually do broad as like, great. This is a visibility model. Podcast swapping is great. Yes. It's amazing. Um, people who are looking for interview swaps. So possibly, um, I know people are doing a lot of LinkedIn lives. Um, so LinkedIn lives is a great way to do that. You know, some of that can be syndicated pretty easily if you're repurposing. Um, but giveaways are great because you can, it's, it's a pretty easy ask for any kind of partner. Mm -hmm. Um, the host obviously has a lot of work to do and they can get a lot of visibility there. Um, summits are great that's a summit interview swap possibly. Um, I know that I've done stuff supporting launches. We've kind of talked about that as well. Um, 
Launch support is a big investment, I think, for partners. Um, so putting together a really powerful way that that you can either reciprocate that, like, okay, you have a launch in April, I have a launch in May. Yeah. You know, let's swap out our promotions and both get some support there. Um, the other way is, you know, that affiliate side of things, you know, I, it might not work for me to be able to support um, your launch, but if you support mine, maybe I give you an increased um, commission base, you know, those are some, those are like kind of last on my list of things to oh, do because yeah. I'm looking at relationships, right? Like Fair enough. I want to create long-term relationships, although we do want to, we do want to make some money off things that are okay. happening. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that. I'll kind of circle back around in just a minute. Let me think about some other um, visibility spaces that I know I set up. Um, some things are like training inside of communities. Ooh, so yes. if you have a, a, um, a mastermind that somebody pays for, but you might bring in guest speakers, um, your joint venture partners are really great at being those experts that come in. That becomes an evergreen training that's there. Um, and I love doing that because it's a huge resource for the members that are in there. It's a great resource for your um, for your partners. It's also a intentionally a long-term relationship, right? Like there's not like we are going to launch on this day and you're going to be done at this time. Um, so it, it kind of creates this long, long space there. Yeah, I love that. Um, let me tur- circle back around to some of that affiliate stuff because okay. I think that that's kind of interesting. We were talking about a lead magnet swap. Now, lead magnet, of course, is free, which is great. Those should be affiliate links. So if you send somebody to my list um, and three months from now, they choose to purchase into a program or choose to purchase into a service, that then becomes a way that you can make money Mm -hmm. on those lead magnets. I mean, very easy ask. Same thing with like podcast guesting. You have some kind of free resource that are there. Lead magnets are the same way. So Mm -hmm. I think it's... um, I. I have yet to do any joint venture swap situations that do not have an affiliate link. Everything is always attached to some kind of traffic affiliate link, knowing that if I send you somebody in the future, if they choose to purchase something that is sent back to me in some kind of commission space. Yeah. Um, And I think that that just, it creates a little bit of incentive for our partners to promote because yeah, we'll give you 40% on whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's just important to say that although, yes, you're doing this work and you're building relationships, there's also this underlying, okay. And if somebody purchases because of my suggestion, um, let's go ahead and make sure that there's a little bit of a kickback on there. So, and it's like a thank you for putting that time in, right. It's like, yeah, it makes a, like a a four win, 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 (laughs) win, lots of wins, all the wins, lots of wins. Yes. (laughs) Oh, it's perfect. Yes. I love it. And so before we go, I I just want people to quickly understand how you can actually get support for all this joint venturing and finding people and processes and which I actually didn't even know until I met you. I was like, (laughs) hot damn. (laughs) Yes. Yes. How do you help people in that space? And then I know you've got a great resource as well that you can share. Yeah, absolutely. So I work as a joint venture manager for online business owners. What that means is that I take on the responsibility of prospecting those perfect joint venture partners, reaching out to them and saying, hey, this seems like a really good fit. 
getting on those calls, setting up those deals, making sure everything kind of is peaceful within that. Um, and that's usually that follow up and follow through. That's my last step there. Yeah. Um, so thankfully, I have a beautiful agency of wonderful, amazing humans um, that allows me to do this for multiple businesses. But biggest resource for me is just educating other people that um, this is something that's really powerful inside of your business. If you haven't had a layer of joint venture partnerships yet, um, it's something to take a look at. I know mm. not everybody even knows that it's an option, but it's totally. just like any other stream of revenue coming into your business. Um, as a resource, I know that some people are just getting started. So I have um, one of my biggest top 10 must-haves for joint venture managers. And whether you're managing your own joint venture partnerships or you have a VA in your team that's doing that, um, I just want to give you the tips and tricks that I know can get people started quickly. Um, yeah. And most of that is around how to create a really powerful first call. Um, that initial call, that's the call that you and I were on first. Yeah. You know, that initial call is powerful and it's important. Yeah. Um, and it sets up that relationship in a really great way. So we'll be Agreed. sure to give a free link. You for were that. very authentic, but you guided the conversation in a way that made sense and really oh. like figure out like what's going to work, what's not going to work, why? Like, yeah, it went really well. Perfect. Well, thank you. Appreciate it so much. So friend. I had to invite you on my show. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good partner relationship right there. there you go. <laughs> yeah. So I sorry. How it. can people find the resource? Yeah, it's a jvmanagercertification.com. Um, I do certify other JV managers okay. and we'll be sure to give the, the link is right on there. So there's a free download that's there. Um, very easy. And I'll be sure to have you uh, your affiliate link so we can put it in for the show notes too. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad we had this conversation. I think it's going to help a ton of people kind of just realize what opportunities are out there for growth and to capitalize on these relationships that we're building through podcasting. Um, cause it's more than just a podcast interview. That's right. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me, Lindsay. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Bye folks. Bye. bye. And that is a wrap for this episode of the leverage your podcast show. What is your next step? Head to leverageyourpodcastshow.com to listen to more episodes to get more insider secrets. And if you are now itching to take advantage of the power of podcasting and launch your own podcast, be sure to grab my free launch guide at launchyourpodcastguide.com. We'll see you soon.